0: I don't know what it is about the pandemic everybody is riding bicycle now so yeah i know i saw your bicycle there so yeah. a couple of guys were riding bike and they they invited me to come I'm like bro man i'm not i'm not i'm not about that like <laughs> yeah, yes <laughs> So today I have my brother Wale Banjoko um, on Life on Purpose, the podcast. Um, Wale and I go way back, uh, uh, as far back as high school, secondary school for for those of us that are of uh, British colonial understanding, secondary school days, talking. uh, Actually, this year is our 20th uh, high school graduation uh, anniversary. Uh, And so... um, Wale, Wale is, a, is an amazing guy. Actually, you know, Wale, and for those who know Nigerian exams, we take uh, Waek and that's the West African Education. I don't even know what C stands for, Commission West or something. West
1: African... Examination uh, Council. something.
0: Yeah, Counselor. Hey. So we take Waek, and because our names, you know, we were 600 or so students in our set, but yeah. Bamiro and Banjoko, B-A-M, B A N were very so. I think you sat behind me. You and Banjo were yeah, very was, close. There
1: was, was one person between, between the, us. 30 yes, 30 yes, thirty-five. Yeah. Something something thirty-five. Then yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Thirty-six. Exactly.
0: I I, I did Banjo. I think was before you. So we. Were, I remember vividly that we we're very close. Yeah. To, at least during the exam hall. So, um. But thanks for for jumping on and um. So. The, the one thing I, I always like to do is have folks, um, who, whoever I'm interviewing, share just high level, to, um, 60 seconds to two minutes, who they are. Um, and if they don't share some things that I think is important, I will add myself. So, uh, hey. So Mr. Banjoko, thank you for jumping on over to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Well,
1: um, I'm Wally Banjoko. Uh, Just uh, a struggling little kid trying to find his way.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, (laughs) I love I love the what might be called (laughs) humility, but I love it though. Okay, so since since you're choosing not to say too much, so Mr. Wale is an entrepreneur um, by every sense of it, and and I'll ask him some questions about that definition of an entrepreneur, but. You know, Wale has done everything from logistics um, to media, to fintech, um, he, he, he's got, he just uh, acquired uh, an auto, auto-related business out uh, in some, some parts of America, let me not be too specific yet. But, you know, this guy is doing things, he's got an international platform on fintech that's getting ready to be launched uh you know so by every stretch of the definition of an entrepreneur and when you see a struggling kid you know there's a guy on instagram i forget his um, handle but uh his description is struggle um and, and this kid i think is and i say kid uh, probably not the right word to use but this guy i mean i know he's doing well you know he's into he's he's into the airline industry if i'm not mistaken but you know he he tags it as strugglepreneur so all you entrepreneurs that are that uh, uh, humble in your in your description uh, god god will honor your humility in Jesus name amen. Amen. <laughs> amen
1: so how do you? so yeah it's a struggle it's honestly a struggle it's i mean we are still a few years away mm-hmm. from um from that place of 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 um of of peace, okay, let me rephrase not not that place of peace, but that place of comfort because mm. it's almost like a well, you know, when you dig so deep into a well, right, um, you either meet rock, mm. you meet falling sand. Okay. Or you strike water immediately. Rock, falling sand, or you strike water immediately. All right. Got it. I'm following. Now, if you strike water and you attempt to ring that, that well, maybe you go 10 rings down or 12 rings down, and you're good. Right. Because the water table is very high. If you strike falling sand... Mm-hmm. you have to abandon that well mm. because as you dig the strength of the sand around is too weak to to form any type of structure and so mm. you need to close up that well or leave it for nature to close it up right If you meet a rock, you have two options. You either say, Oh, I'm turning back, or you get tools to break through the rock. Hmm. Now, if you break through the rock, you probably are going to meet sand and another layer of rock because rock formations are such that they don't just form in isolation. And when you eventually strike water, you've gone so deep into the ground. To fill up, you need 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, maybe even 80 rings. Hmm. And every time you want to draw out of that well, if you are not using a machine, it's a lot of effort. Now, there are instances where people will say, leave the well for three days to fill up. Right. Okay. before you begin to draw water from it. So when you look at somebody like me, I've been digging for a while mm. and I've struck several layers of rock mm. and I've dug so deep mm. that even though it's now beginning to fill up, there is a lot of feeling that needs to be done and a lot less drawing from that needs to happen. Wow. Now, when I describe myself as a struggling kid, it's because as much as it's filling up, I have to keep on drawing from it. Hmm. So we want to produce a movie, I draw from the well. We want to grow welly or whatever, you know, want to grow whatever business we just acquired, we draw from the same well. Right. The online platform is about to launch. Actually, the one in the, the two online platforms are about to launch, we draw from the well. Right. Whatever we're about to do, we draw from the well. So until this buckets that are being filled from this well require less well water, and are self-sustaining, we keep on drawing from that well. Wow. That's why I said, I'm a struggling kid because the well is not yet filled yeah.
0: up. It's not where it needs to be. It's, it's no not where it is to be. Yet. Okay. So, so and, and the way you've just answered question one that I wanted to ask, which is kind of the definition of an entrepreneur and how how one should think of themselves if they were to go into entrepreneurship. By the way, the, the topic and title of, of uh, this episode will be Eye on the Price, Eye on the Price. And Wale and I were just catching up, um, probably, I think it was last week, and talking about something, an amazing success that you, that you had. And we, we always touch base and just kind of share with each other. And you know, while we're discussing, we talked about how you've kept your eye on the price and that those were the words you used eye on the price. And so, you know, in talking about eye on the price connecting that back to this definition of an entrepreneur, one who is still digging, regardless of what layer, regardless of whether or not the well is getting full. Do you think that that is probably the most important thing um, as an entrepreneur to keep your eye on the price, not to A mass victories too soon. Talk a little bit more about that.
1: So when we look at when we when we look at the way the ancients fought battles, Mm -hmm. so you have skirmishes in every war, and you have full battles in every war. Mm -hmm. So let's say a platoon of soldiers, you know, they went to get food. And they met another platoon of soldiers in the woods. Mm -hmm. And they have this quick fight. 10 die on this side, 30 die on the other side. And Mm -hmm. then the captain of the platoon says, you know, it blows the horn and he says everybody should retreat. Mm -hmm. Now, the team that killed 30 will go back and their captain will say, oh, we killed 30 of the other team. Right. And the general will say, okay. But that's just a skirmish. Right. That's not a victory. Mm. You don't celebrate that. It's good. There are 30 men less. Right. But then they now know how strong you are. Yeah. So we need to concentrate on winning the war. Mm. And then let's say there's a battle. And on the battlefield, like the movie 300. Right. Right. on the battlefield, on the very first battle, um, they decimated Atosek's army. Mm-hmm. They totally won that battle. Right. Completely won that battle. But this guy has probably 10 million foot soldiers. And so there's a next battle the next day or two days after. So that you won the battle, does not mean you've won the war. Yeah. And so he, 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 so the wise king knew that he was going to die in the next battle. And so he told his trusted aide to go back home mm. and tell the story to the real army, to the to the big army. Mm. So that when the big army comes in, mm-hmm. they win the war. So he sacrificed himself in one battle to win a war. a war. And so that's the way I would suggest. Again, people do things differently. Right. That's the way I would suggest, or that's the way we look at entrepreneurship. It's the ability to take some losses mm. while digging deep, building a solid foundation. hmm to then begin to win.
0: Yeah, solid.
1: When you start to win battle after battle, after battle, after skirmish, after battle, you eventually win the war.
0: Yeah, perfect. Perfectly said. I appreciate that. You know, one of the things that we talked about discussing when we connected on jumping on this podcast um, is really thinking through your strategy and planning your execution. Um, one might describe it as having a business plan. Um, There there are multiple ways to having a business. There's, well, I guess if if, if I may share three that I think. One is you can inherit a business. It could be willed to you. Another is you can buy a business, right? Which you just did recently. And a third is you can actually create a business. When you inherit a business or when a business is willed to you, um, it's, it's probably operational, you know, you at that point, you're, you're getting a snapshot of the business, the history, and maybe some planning for the future. But when you're first starting a business or when you're buying a business, chances are you are, and maybe more so when you're first starting a business, chances are you are creating a plan for what that business would look like, i.e. creating a business plan. Just connecting back to your point on, um, you know, eye on the price, how important is it to have a business plan? I know some people do it, uh, some people have it in their head, some people do it in writing. Uh, again, this is a faith based podcast, and Habakkuk 2, 2 reminds us, you know, write the vision and make it plain that those they see it may run. How important do you think it is to have a business plan? as a new entrepreneur going into a particular venture?
1: How do I respond? So let's start from Abacok too. Okay. Okay. When Abercrombie says, write the vision um, and, you know, make it plain so that those who read it, you know, may be scared or basically run. Okay. It's not defining an actual path. Mm. is defining an actual vision.
0: I'm with you now. Got it. Got it.
1: Because an actual vision is not necessarily a, a plan. A vision is something that is planted in us. So let's take this podcast. You had a vision for this podcast, I, right. I don't know how many years ago.
0: Right.
1: But about four years ago, we were having our, you know, seasonal chats.
0: Right.
1: And you asked me a question. You said, Wally, what do you think about mm-hmm. a podcast that interviews successful Africans um, that yeah. will basically target Nigerians and, you know, fuel their inert desire to succeed? Mm-hmm. And I said, I think it's a fantastic idea. And I think I I referenced a podcast I'd listened to, or that is... On you my did? Phone. You yeah. Did. I, I can't remember the details of our conversation, but I think I there was something along that line.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was just coming out of a, a major business <coughs> loss at the time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also the death of my child. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I you know, we, we, we talked about all these things, and... You said okay, but when did you start season one?
0: Yeah, (laughs) four years later.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Started season one four years later. Yeah. And so, writing a business plan in 2016 or Mm. 2017 when we spoke, Mm -hmm. the dynamics of that plan would have changed in 2021. Correct. What did not change is the vision. Mm. So the vision is the overarching horizon. It's the, the truth of what you feel, the truth of what you want. When I started talking about Awujo, it mm-hmm. was a vision I had as a kid.
0: So, sorry, quickly catch people up on Awujo so that they know exactly what which, which of your many businesses you are discussing now. <laughs> yeah. Our joy well, is probably the largest if i if I may say, and I think it's the one that is is taking you the deepest depth so yes. do share on Aujo. Mm-hmm. and but don't forget that thought you're coming to tell us when you start talking about our and Connected vision, but before you get there, tell us what our joy is then you can come back
1: so our basically is in my mind the mm-hmm. creation of um in this part of the world, we may I call it the subdivision.
0: Right.
1: Um, but beyond being a subdivision, is a subdivision that borrows cultural nuances from the 1800 ag- agri villages um, to the modern day Japanese villages, where you have opportunities for people to live and work
0: mm-hmm.
1: in such a way that they are not dehumanized. Mm-hmm. They, they, are, they are comfortable where they are living. They are comfortable where they are working. They are respected, irrespective of what they are doing. And they are able to grow families in comfortable communities mm-hmm. while providing affordable housing to them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's convoluted in the sense that it requires a lot of moving parts but the idea is to create an opportunity for manufacturing to return to Africa. And it even becomes more pressing um, as we have gone through COVID in the last 18, 20 months, where we discover that manufacturing hubs, India, China, parts of Europe, North America, basically shut down exports to other countries.
0: Yeah.
1: And produced for themselves first.
0: Yeah. Rightfully so.
1: Rightfully so. Mm -hmm. You now discover that for for the large part, Africa was pulling on scraps. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why we talk about the scraps Africa is pulling on is because we have ingrained or we've been indoctrinated in such a way that if that we believe we can make an honest living in Africa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So our job is not only a destination, it's an ideology. Mm-hmm. How do we create men and women that understand satisfaction, that understand um, um, satisfaction in, in diligence, in hard work, that, that, that understand godliness with contentment. It's a faith-based program, right? That right. That understand contentment in godliness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that grow with the business. Mm-hmm. How do we create an entity in Africa that allows people to own shares in the company they are suffering for? Mm. Slaving for? They are mm. sweating for? Mm. I mean, they might have to sell it back, which is fine whenever right. they retire. But as the company grows their value grows. Yeah. How do you create an ideology that creates true African economic billionaires?
0: Yeah.
1: So, Awujo is a destination. Awujo is an ideology. And that's what makes it the deepest. Yeah. Because the type of resources required to even develop the foundation is such that if I were Dangote's kid, mm-hmm. or if I were a Fala Wuyo or an Ote dollar Right. I probably would have that type of
0: opportunity. Right.
1: My son' name is Banjoku. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't worry, it's, it's a matter of time. As you said, it's, it's the depth of the well, But but I appreciate you kind of giving the context that I would draw as you speak to, you know, the vision. So, you know, yeah, you were, you were telling us about having the vision from a while back.
1: Okay, so I had the vision as a kid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I tried, I, I was trying from then on
0: mm-hmm. when
1: I from from literally from when from high school.
0: Yeah.
1: I, you know, tried to own a farm when I was in SS1 or GS3. Wow. Because I, I felt, okay, let me start doing my farming now. Yeah. When I do my farming, my dad would say that I'm serious. He would give me money to money have money
0: a- to like- do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He eventually gave me money when I turned 19. He gave me close to a millionaire. Uh, mm.
0: And... okay so i have to laugh at you you sound like a donald trump right now you remember the story that donald trump said all he got all i got from my dad was just a measly million dollars to invest and you're like he gave me a billion there. <laughs> 19 you're talking almost 20 years ago <laughs> yeah. but anyway i just thought i'd make jest of that go ahead yeah. so he gave you some money to do some investment
1: yeah um, yeah the farm manager stole all my fish.
0: <laughs> lesson number four or five at this point. Exactly. That was, Such that is was life.
1: My first lesson yeah. about trusting people in business.
0: And the, the the analogy you gave earlier of entrepreneurship being willing to lose. You will lose some exactly. things, right? Exactly. Yeah. First, first lesson in loss. <laughs>
1: first lesson in loss. Mm-hmm. In 2015 or 2014, I partnered with somebody else. I mean, there have been a series of losses prior to this time. Right. And, you know, he had this fantastic online idea. I had this fantastic offline idea. We partnered. We we're like, okay, take the online. I take the offline. I'll mm-hmm. fund the idea. And let's let's do something. Let's create a system that works for Nigerians, Africans. He was passionate about it. But we're almost 40,000 in spend, U.S., and... It crashed. Yeah. And at that point, I was tired. Yeah. So if I had, had business plans, at that point, I would have right. business plans at zero. Mm. But I had a vision.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: So by the time the vision would revive, the person that revived it actually met him in 2015. And I saw that his business was struggling. So I invited him to coffee. And I said, you know, I noticed your business is struggling. I, you know, I've been, I invited him for almost three years before he agreed Mm. to coffee. And you know what? I just analyzed your company. I, you know, I, I, I looked at companies like yours. And I think you should do, so I, I basically did, I basically became a management, and unpaid management consultant mm-hmm. and I analyzed his company line by line mm-hmm. and suggested how he could make money.
0: Okay. So I don't want to, I don't want us to go too far from this. Cause it's one of the questions I want to ask. And you know, in the time we have, it's important. How do you go about business analysis? Again, we're talking about eye on the price and it's, this is in the finance bucket. How do you, the entrepreneur, go about business analysis? Give us some, a few things that you do to analyze a business to build or buy.
1: Build or buy. Okay, so to build a business. So if you are buying a business or you are building a business, when you analyze a business, mm-hmm. you are always looking at it not only from the bottom but from the top. Okay. So let's take a simple vendor in the universities in Nigeria. Okay. This lady or this guy sells t shirts. Okay. Okay. Now he goes to Lagos to buy his t shirt at 1500 Okay. From Lagos to Ogun State or to Ekiti or to Oyo State or even to Unilag mm-hmm. is 300 naira transportation. Okay. The transportation will allow him to have some space to keep his luggage. So this guy buys, or this person buys 100 T-shirts or 20 T-shirts at 1,500 each.
0: 1,500
1: times 20 is 30,000. 30,000. 300 Naira goes to transportation. To and fro, that is 600. That's 30,600. Correct. He buys himself food, gala, la casera, blah 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 blah, four hundred naira. Right.
0: It's Thirty-one. Thirty-one.
1: 000. Right. He sells. Now the question is, how much should he sell each T-shirt to make enough money to live? Mm-hmm. Now, one mm-hmm. mistake that we've made in Nigeria is, and not only in Nigeria, all around the world, is entrepreneurs. Some entrepreneurs think it's my company. I have all the money. So they don't put themselves on a the salary, right? So the first thing he has to do, what this person has to do, is how much would my salary be per month, and how fast can I sell these shirts that I bought? I right. bought many shirts. If he places himself on a twenty thousand naira salary, which is pretty much what students get as pocket money in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It means he needs to make at least 50,000 from those 20 shirts. For him to make 50,000 from 20 shirts, he has to sell each one at 2,500. Now, would his colleagues buy the shirts at 2,500? Maybe not. So he now needs to determine how many circles of trips to and from the market he needs to do every month to be able to earn 20,000 in salaries, earn 31,000 per circle. In in sale return, and keep another twenty or twenty five thousand to grow the business. The
0: next capital, yeah.
1: So that is basically business analysis. What do I need to sell to keep the doors and the lights on? Okay. To keep the doors open, to keep the lights on.
0: Right. Units of sale.
1: Yeah. So lights on, doors open means all your direct and indirect costs. So salaries for your staff right for your labor men, um electricity utility bills electricity water power garbage all that jazz and then after construing all of that how much more do i need to sell to pay myself how much more do i need to sell to grow the net value of this business which is basically retained earnings that grows your asset base mm-hmm. so once you determine these four quadrants it really becomes the same. If you are buying a business, if you are building a business, that is the end goal. And that is the the over, the over high level of what your business analysis should be. Every other thing falls into silos below that.
0: Okay, so thank you. Just give us those four quadrants again so that people don't miss it.
1: What do I need to sell? Okay. To keep the lights on? One. What do I need to sell to keep the doors open? Two. What do I need to sell to pay myself?
0: There you go.
1: What do I need to sell to grow the business? Extra, Perfect. Extra That's nice. All right. Solve every,
0: it.
1: Every business about sales. Yeah. Oh, but I'm, I'm an engineer. I don't need to know how to sell. Guess what? If you can't talk to customers, nobody's going to come to your engineering firm. Oh, I'm a doctor. I don't need to sell. Well, guess what? If you are not customer service friendly oriented or if you are not friendly, no patient is coming back to your clinic. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you for that. I want to ask another question that that kind of goes deep into this whole business, uh, entrepreneurship, starting fresh. Competitive analysis. Competitive analysis, right? Um, When you think of, you know, we're both MBA guys, uh, Potters Five Forces and all these other things that we learn, you're taught to think of what is the substitute product to what you're providing? You're taught to think of how, you know, what is the, um, the price, entry price for your product versus your competitor, all of that. Touch a little bit on the importance of competitive analysis, but also speak to that in this global world that we're in today. Here's where I'm going with that. You know, the example you gave, the analogy you gave, a guy that's in school at Obafemi, Aolo University, or, on NBC on a banjo, goes to Lagos, buys stuff, takes it back to, you know, the semi-remote location. Not that it is remote, but in other words, uh, you you might be the only game in town, so you have a monopoly. But the moment someone else comes in, now you have a competitor within your geographic location. That is a realistic uh, competitive situation. But in this global world we're in, where everything is digitized and Access to a product um, is not an issue um, via phone, right? Um, especially in on this side of the equator where we are in on the in the Western world. Um, I could order something and in four hours it arrives. Or oh, by tomorrow morning it's here, right? Talk a little bit about competitive analysis with a global perspective.
1: I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. When was the last time you were in a store?
0: Uh, It's a great question. Actually, I went last night. I didn't need to, but I did. Why? Yeah. Why did I go? That's a good question. I needed to buy something, and I needed it now. I did. I didn't want to wait the time for it, and I've been wanting to buy it. I just never got myself around to it. So on my drive back, I just said, "You know what? Let me quickly go before I forget."
1: Okay, good. So there's a reason why stores are still open. So 10 years ago, when I or close to 10, not 10 years ago when I did my first MBA, you know, we're in a marketing class, and they said, Oh, brick and mortar is dead and it's gone forever. Mm. Amazon is gonna eat everybody up for lunch. Mm. And it was a real fear. Yeah. But Barnes and Noble is still open. And yeah. there's no book on the bands and noble shelf that is not on the Amazon catalog of books. Mm -hmm. I went to Costco today. Mm -hmm. There are books on the Costco shelf that people are picking up. Yeah. So when you look at competition, competition is not about what I'm doing to my price. It's about what what value I'm offering. It's about the value I'm offering to my customers. So why am I an Amazon Prime member? I'm an Amazon Prime member because I get free shipping, I get Amazon videos, I get music, I get pictures. Right? Right. And because of all of this, I pay 99 or whatever dollars it is in a yeah. Right. Why am I paying Netflix subscription? I'm paying Netflix subscriptions because I get to watch movies without interruption. Okay. But now there's HBO, there's Disney Plus,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's Ulu, yeah, there's Netflix, there's Amazon Prime.
0: Yeah.
1: And guess what? We we probably are paying for two or three of those things.
0: At the same time. At trust same me. Time. it's it's kind of, Sometimes I look at them like, what is going on?
1: And then we are still paying...
0: Cable. Fubu.
1: Fubu or whatever <laughs> that thing is. Yeah. For yeah. Cable, yeah. Or we pay cable with... Yeah. X-Men. Sling
0: TV, Universe, all of that.
1: My go-to TV is HGTV. I love HGTV. I right. love watching the shows. I love watching real estate shows. Right. So because of that, I subscribe to HGTV. <laughs> so the truth about competition is, yes, can you compete based on price? There's price leadership strategies. You can compete based on price if you control your costs. You can compete. You can compete on anything. But there's a reason why when you drive to get gas, you basically go to get gas in the same station every single time. It's because there is value added to you. Hmm. So when we look at competition from the customer point of view and not from our competitor's point of view, got it. we begin to succeed. So going back to the guy that sells T-shirts, so, just because there is a new person selling t shirts beside him or are, this person can decide to say, Oh, I need to drop my price. Or he can decide to say, I need to add value to my customers. That value could be for every t shirt you buy, I add a bottle of La Cacera. Mm-hmm. So, my profit is no longer a, a thousand on a t shirt, now it's 900. Mm-hmm. Okay. But because I'm now selling 60 t-shirts in a month, I can get my um, vendor that gives me these t-shirts to reduce the price to 1,400. So I'm still giving that extra value, but it's not costing me anything on my money. Yeah. Again, it's strategy. It has to be be business-level strategy. But you have to be able to look at it from the top to the bottom and from the bottom to the top.
0: Solid. Okay, so... That is that is very that's very good. Thank you. Now I do want to tag to talking about online businesses because um, again, we, we were catching up last week and you were sharing a little bit of something that you're working on um, from an online business standpoint. Just touch on how in, in this whole pre-stage of it. How are you going about it? How are you going about starting an online business? There, there is no shortage of YouTube videos that talks about how to start an online business. But how is Wale Banjoko, entrepreneur, extraordinaire, going about <laughs> going about starting an online business right now? Let me pick your brain.
1: Okay, so it's really for my wife. Okay. And my wife and I, we've had a couple of businesses together. And we have, we've actually done well on, on the business we had in Nigeria. We did very well. And so when, you know, she eventually came around to wanting to start this one. um, So, okay, let me backtrack. I had wanted to start an online store a few right. years ago but I wasn't able to get to it. Mm-hmm. So when she eventually now said, she wants to start an online store, I'm like, uh-huh, now we're talking. Mm. Let's get this ball on. Well, you know, she's had, we've had issues with right. having kids. So
0: right.
1: she, I, my mind has never really been in the right place around business. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, you just leave me alone. Let me have children first. And yeah. To yeah.
0: So after being God scared, has been faithful. Yes.
1: Yeah, thank God. And, you know, she... She enjoyed them. They've, you know, been together for over a year. She's like, okay, Wally, let's do this now. Mm -hmm. So there are basically three to four pieces, you know, in this puzzle. And the two most important pieces are your vendor or whoever is going to supply you with the products and your customer or whoever is going to buy the products from you. Now, the pillars to that are you need to have upfront funds depending on the category you want to play in. So she wants to play. So there's a few skills I'm interested in or a few products I am interested in, but she's primarily interested in baby stuff. Okay. Okay? So for baby stuff, with all the YouTube videos we watched, we never saw the one that told us that for... Canada and the USA, there'll be material testing. Oh, wow. And not just ordinary material testing. They are going to test the material. They are going to test the colors on your logo. They are going to test everything. Mm. So on testing alone, we got a bill of close to 4,000 US Mm. for the products she wanted to sell.
0: Mm.
1: So we got the vendor... We got the funds
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we identified the platform amazon Mm -hmm. but we didn't know about the testing requirement got it so for an online business those are the four things you need to consider what platform are you going on Mm -hmm. what are the requirements to get on that platform do you have your money ready who are your target customers now you're not you're not going to have every customer as your target, because like the analogy from the previous um, student that sells T-shirts, right? On Amazon, there's probably a million people selling the same thing you want sell. Yep. So what value
0: are you going to add
1: them? And that's the that's the ticker. Is it the color? Is it the shape? Is it the look? Is it the words? Is it the pictures? What is the value add? why should mm. I buy your product over the next person's product?
0: Mm. Solid. Okay, so now keeping, keeping that in line with eye on the price, eye on the price. So having identified this um, thing that just snuck in, I guess, needless to say, uh, this testing component, um, What is what is the next step? What are you guys doing next? I mean, again, because you are keeping your eye on the price of starting the business. Uh, what's what's the way to approach those things that just pop in that make entrepreneurship beautiful? I mean, because if it was so predictive, it one might not enjoy it.
1: Correct. So when she, you know, when she told me about the bill for the um, testing, I went into the email to check the email that was sent, and I saw the bill. And I said, do you do you want me to speak with them or do you want to speak with them? Mm-hmm. She said, okay, you go ahead and speak with them, okay? Three days after, I had no time to speak with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so she picked the phone and that's a portion of entrepreneurship often neglected is mentoring.
0: Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. much
1: as you want to be on- Say
0: that one more time. A portion of entrepreneurship often neglected is mentoring. It is important to have someone who can- guide you who can walk you t- through the path that that it requires so all right very well said all right cool
1: and as you have been mentored you need to be mentoring someone
0: ah see one do one teach one
1: yes because
0: yeah.
1: i honestly could have found time to call mm-hmm. those people mm-hmm. but i also need for her
0: to have to own some of it yeah.
1: yeah the independence to say hey I did point A to B to C to Z,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because that independence brings confidence.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like winning a skirmish. Mm. Yeah, it brings a level of confidence, and you're like, oh, can, can I, can I, can I go into battle? And then you win the battle. Okay, can I make decisions on the spot? Uh, will my decisions add value? And so she called them up and said, Guys, we're a startup. We can't afford
0: $4,000. Mm-hmm.
1: They're like, Okay, let's see what we can do. We already gave you a 30% or 40% discount. She's like, No, you need to do more. And eventually they came back and said, Can you do away with this one item? And she said, Is this the item making the price almost triple?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they're like, Yeah. She's like, Okay, do away with it.
0: Yeah,
1: because guess what? The one item that was messing us up was the one item we chose to put in the the package for free.
0: Oh wow! <laughs>
1: <laughs> and to test that one item it was about two thousand two hundred dollars, and it was the free item. So after she ma- made the call, she, so she called me. She's like, Wally, oh, I called this guy, oh, so, and this thing is what is causing the price, oh. So, I said, okay, so what did you do there? Well, I told them to take it out. I'm like, fine. I'm, I'm like, maybe we shouldn't have taken it out, but guess what? Let's take it out for now. Mm.
0: What would like, you have done?
1: I probably would have tried to negotiate. Negotiate, right. Maybe put, put in, you know, plow back agreements. Um, because it's a value add. It, it's something we want to use to attract people to buy our products. Right? But I understood that. I supported that decision because it's like we've already spent close to two or two thousand dollars or two thousand five hundred dollars on you know getting the right products, getting samples. We haven't gotten anything on the market, so why should we now spend so much still when we have not gone on the market? So I get where she was coming from. I understood what decision she made on the spot, and I said, fine. You know what? Let them take it away. But once we start selling, once we have a you know steady customer base revenue starts to come in we'll get them to test that product again Mm. so and then we it becomes our value add yeah so in keeping eyes on the price is okay we still make sure that this testing starts i think tomorrow or sometimes this week they are going to start testing the other products let's get the other products tested let's get the market going and then. Let's come back and do this one we left. Mm. So we are not stopping the move. We changed our direction, but the price is still there. We still have that focus, that this is where we are going with this extra product.
0: In your years of experience, you've learned a lot of things, you've, you've, you've seen things, you've made mistakes, whatnot. What advice would you give the 21-year-old Wali Banjoku just getting started in business, in career, in whatever the case may be, what advice would you give that 21-year-old today?
1: This, this is going to be tough, but it's, I'll say it um I wasn't always the most um humble person in the room. Mm. Mm. Um I've I've always had big breaks. Mm. And those breaks interpreted in some ways or to some people as arrogance. Mm. And I never helped that situation because I just think here.
0: Hmm.
1: Over the last three years, I've learned, or learned the Nigerian way, I've learned, or learned how to be humble. Hmm. Because out of that humility, or umbility, as you there
0: say, there you go, umbility, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you find grace.
0: Grace, dude, that is the second time that word has been so meaningful, the way you're describing it, in the past 48 hours. So that is something that I hope somebody takes away, understanding grace. So,
1: yeah. yeah. You find grace. Nice. So, I think after we spoke, um, I told you I'm working on this plan to end homelessness in in North America. Right. And... You know, the government of Canada approved funding. Different tiers of governments approved funding for the, yeah. For the I'm country. gonna just
0: drop it, and, and it and it's coming with um, at least seven zeros for just 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 for secular knowledge. Let me let me stop there. But go ahead, go ahead, my brother. Go ahead. <laughs> you
1: know, I, 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 out of excitement, I mentioned it to four people. Mm. What has been holding me back is I've never been able to raise the 400 or 500,000 needed to buy land. Mm-hmm. And it's seeming like it's all coming together now. And maybe I'll be able to raise the first 100K or 200K to buy land. And four people pledged $450,000.
0: Crazy, ain't it?
1: <laughs> and I said, Well, I don't need money right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's like the, the <laughs> money was the, was the bottleneck, and all of a it. sudden, so it's like, okay, no, 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 no,
1: please. <laughs> I, I, I said, no, I need to think this through. Mm-hmm. I need to see if I have the bandwidth to run with this right now, seeing that we just bought this company. Right. Do I want the money? Do I want the project to fly? Yes. Can I run with it? that's the question I need to answer and that honestly is humility I never had
0: Mm, gotcha gotcha knowing your own limitations I never had yeah. yeah assessing assessing like okay let me actually think about this is this where I can be uh and do that effectively
1: Exactly. So mm. if you give if, if you give one pledged one fifty k, three pledged hundred thousand dollars each. So if you give me this four fifty thousand now, mm-hmm. can I guarantee you that the property will be built by June of twenty twenty two? I cannot.
0: Mm. With what you currently have going on? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Now, if you give me three months from now or two months from now, to get the plan in place. Mm and then give me that money at that time, can I tell you that I'll have the property built by September of 2022? Yes, I will. Because mm-hmm. it's no longer just collecting the money. I need to reestablish connections with the government. Mm-hmm. I need to refresh the, 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 the funding a- approvals. Yeah. I need to refresh the grants that were given to me that I didn't take. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have the initial you know, equity that I needed to put down. Yeah. So I would tell 21-year-old me, to be humble.
0: Solid, mm. 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 it, solid, it, it. You know, we could certainly all use that. I was having a conversation with my wife a couple nights ago about something that happened in GS two, and I think I shared this somewhere in one of my one of the episodes. I had a friend, I still do. Um, we haven't stayed in touch as well, but this guy. There was a birthday celebration for our teacher in GS two. And I was, uh, shame to say now, but I was one of those who, you know, and maybe still do, God's probably still working on me, wanted to be recognized for what I was doing. Like, so, you know, I I was so excited that I bought the teacher a gift, you know, and I was so happy about it. And, you know, I brought this, it was like the last day of school or something. It was about that dead week, whether or no. So I brought it to school and I took it to her and, and she was like, oh, thank you so much. And so... She's gassing me up as much as I want to be gassed. And, you know, I'm all excited and that's cool. And, you know, I'm feeling good that I've done something good. Check this out. And so class is done. Everybody is leaving. And then I realize I forget something in my copy or whatnot. So I go back to class and here is Adebisi Akilonu, um, who was the uh, uh, I think Adebisi was assistant head boy. Um, here's ABC, or maybe Assistant Labor Prefect. Anyway, here's Aribisi Akulono going to the teacher and giving her his own gift in the most noble, most humble, most revered approach, completely opposite from how I did it. I'm talking years too. We were 11, 12 years old, maybe. And I would never, ever forget it. I would never, ever forget how I felt at that age of going, wow, this is the right way to do it. This is, this is the value of being humble. This is something to learn. And so when you speak to that, you know, maturity that comes with being humble, um, there's, there's a certain level of internal peace and joy that comes from knowing that you're doing something that the old you might not have been able to do. Um, And um, I pray that God will continue to give us the grace to grow progressively. I mean, that's what life is all about. You know, preparation for the life after. This is all a trial run. You know, we're living our full existence on purpose to be the best version of ourselves, to be Christ-like when we make it up to heaven um, so that we can actually uh, enjoy that afterlife. Um, This one is just warm up. This is just the skimmage, right? the the victory is above uh, i have a i have a, a a musician that i listen to her name is tommy fever she's awesome anybody listen to check her out she has a song we win in the end it's a beautiful song it talks about no matter the trials we win in the end so anyway i digress mr banjoko thank you so so much for jumping on Thank you for having me, sir. I appreciate you, sir. That's the whole humility we're talking about. So You're like ball, like you. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, you.
0: need
1: to show Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs>